0: Into yet another episode of Catella Chronicles podcast with your host Dominic Lorenz and co-host David Goodkind in the house episode number six and it's been a wild time in Angels baseball since the last time David and I have podcasted. David how you doing?
1: I'm doing great today I'll tell you that much.
0: (laughs) The the mood has changed for David over the last I will say time since the last podcast episode, but especially over the last yes. 12 hours, he has reborn and he's a new man when it comes mm-hmm. to the perspective of Angels baseball, but you're probably watching this or listening, um, but we got some special guests in the house today. We got Fernando from Halos in the infield and Swilly from the, oh, I don't know, the TikTok slash Instagram world and Angels Superfan. fan. Is, is that a good combination to me- mention?
2: I will take that. That's a great combination.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a heavy news story day and not for the quantity of news. It's more about the quality of news to discuss about. Um, there's really one thing to talk about because with the Angels, let's be honest, suck right now. And it's it was great to see Mike Trout this evening hit a home run, get his you know 1,500th hit as an angel. He's one run scored away from tying Garrett Anderson in the franchise record book. So, you know, it's gr- it's always a great day to see Trout Otani, and a healthy Fletcher do what they do best. Um, but the big news, Artie Moreno has announced he is in the process of selling the Angels. Now, you guys didn't hear this as we started, but as I edit this into the podcast, the instrumental version of Cool in the Gang Celebration is playing right now. We, we get to celebrate Artie Moreno selling the team. Um, we've been... All of us have been saying for a long, long time that there was a fish rotting somewhere in the front office. And as each season has come about, it's become more and more apparent that it's Artie Moreno that is the spearhead of this problem that's going on with the Angels. Uh, David, I'll start with you, my, my compatriot here at Catella Chronicles. Initial reaction of Artie Moreno news of in the process of selling the Angels. At first,
1: I was really shocked. I wasn't expecting this to happen this soon uh but at the same time it makes a lot of sense especially with all the uh the legal issues he's in uh when it comes to the franchise i think this is a historically good day and it'll be even better the day he sells it's just the franchise obviously hasn't had proper direction since like 2009 um it pretty much hit rock bottom at least in the 21st century as a franchise right now it's You needed the biggest change to happen to turn this thing around, and it looks like we're going to get it. So uh, nothing but optimism right now, Uh, good vibes, and uh, I'm excited to see how this sale unfolds.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's finally some sort of light at the end of the very dark tunnel that the angels have been going through the last couple of seasons, especially since their last playoff run, which lasted a whopping three games in 2014, when the angels did indeed have the best record in the American league. So it's been a long time coming Uh, for the first time here in the episode, I'm going to bring in Fernando, Fernando, kind of funny that uh, just two nights ago or last night, however, we recorded it. uh, You and I were talking all things angels and we talked about this point, maybe not so much of, checking off on the bingo card, Artie Moreno selling off the team, but we knew that there was problems and we talked about all the problems going on in the front office. It's funny, less than 24 hours later, the news breaks and it, it it gives us some validation that we're not living in candy land here, that everything's okay. Okay. There is some validity to what we've been watching and hearing about.
3: Yeah. Now we've been hoping that this was going to happen since really the inception of our page uh, last July, but um, I never thought that it would happen this soon. Now, I'm not going to say we were taken by surprise. I mean, you know, Halos of the Infield has a group chat. The information was dropped on the group chat by somebody on our page 40 minutes before the news broke. We kind of had that little bit of, okay, is this valid? The proof was dropped in the chat. And then it became, okay, this is happening. We're not newsbreakers at Halos in the infield. That's not what we want to do. That's a very doggy dog world. We're just more, we'll share the news once it breaks. News broke by Fabian Ardaya, you know, about 45 minutes after we knew. At that point, we rolled with it. So it wasn't exactly like we were blindsided, but it was definitely, uh, well, you were blindsided, you were asleep. And then all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Yes, I was. As a a night owl who goes to bed at like 2
0: to 3 (laughs) a.m., If I'm up by 10 o'clock, it's a miracle. So today, yeah. of course, the one day within the last three weeks of covering minor league baseball that I'm not up before 9 a.m., of course, the one day I actually choose yeah. to in, the Angels make some news. Like, come on now.
3: Yeah, exactly. And Todd was also asleep. So, so there's that. So, Yeah. Yeah, But um big day in the organization. I don't think I've been this optimistic in a long while. I'm excited to really talk about the nitty gritty and the questions that are about to arise now and really just the fun that's going to come with the possibility of a sale here. It's not official. It's not set in stone. Nobody's officially been on the team yet. But, you know, you don't go through this process without ultimately selling the team. I think it's like a 98% chance that it's going to get sold. Um,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're at the point right now where Artie Moreno doesn't make this announcement. If he doesn't just wake up this morning and say, oh, I'm selling the team. This is something that has probably gone on over the past couple of months, ever since maybe the 14-game losing streak. Probably talked to his financial advisors and said, this is what I'm thinking. How do we start the process? So they're probably a maybe not a decent chunk, but they've probably made at least a quarter, 25% of the way to sell this team. They've done their due diligence. They've figured out that it's probably a good idea to sell, especially not to get political here, but we are, the economy isn't as fruitful as it has been in, in a number of years. So that can play a part, especially in, in sports, which can be noticed as a rich man's game or rich woman's game. Um, So you're in a situation where maybe Artie Moreno says, Hey, I just want to cut my ties, keep make some money and go off into the sunset and retire. We know that there's issues with the angel stadium stadium deal between him and the city and some illegal potential illegal activity and some other things that are going on. So there's a lot of things going on. The angels right now are worth $2.2 billion. And my guess, this team is going to sell for at least 3 billion because you want some excess value. I'm going to turn the question here to Swilly for a minute from a, fan super fan perspective as someone who goes to angel games who likes to just sit and be a baseball fanatic maybe the common angel fans that just go to one or two games a year are just like oh, okay whatever the angels are winning they're losing so on and so forth but as a deep die hard angel fan what does this mean for you this whole conversation
2: There's, I mean, oh man, there's so many things I'm, I'm stoked. I'm so excited as a diehard angels fan. Like somebody that really got interested in baseball alone from the 2002 run. I'm excited. Like I, yeah, that's, that's really, there's so many emotions, but when I first saw the news, like I screamed with joy, I was, I was really excited. I am, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not, I've, I think most people know that I'm not really a fan of him in general. I'm not a fan of his ownership style. Um, he's not a baseball person. So I I don't see why this isn't a light at the end of the tunnel. Like you said earlier. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's just, there's so many things and I have so many notes and I just, I'm excited. Yes. I'm really excited.
0: You know, for a lot of people that I would say aren't excited or maybe questioning this situation now that we're dealing with Mm -hmm. you know i don't want to diss them in any sense um but are you living under a rock a little bit because you can if you've been a, a fan like all of us and have been a part of the angels organization podcasting talking writing just being a fan if you know what's going on let's say since 2002 or even since 2009 You know, remember 2005 to 2009, the Angels were consistently division champs making the postseason, and it was a wild ride in the best way possible. So if you've been a fan for that long and you still think this is maybe not a good idea, there may be something loose with you because the writing has been on the roll for a very, very long time. And I know Fernando and and Todd at Halo's in the infield, they like to use the, you know, the Halo honk mentality of being so optimistic that it consumes your every single bean. I really can't see why fans would think this is a mediocre to bad deal for the angels. Fernando, I, like I said, the halo Hong thing, what would you tell people that think are unsure about this whole situation?
3: All I can tell you is I sent you the, snap, the, the screenshot earlier today that somebody compared Walt Disney to Artie Moreno <laughs> and called them Anaheim legends somebody posted that and i'm just like are, are you serious? kidding me yeah i'm just like are you that just swilly we're, gonna have, we're no, gonna, gonna have to send that, that to you we're gonna have to send that to you you haven't seen,
0: seen, it. seen <laughs> it david sending, I don't know if you I'm saw that it either it i have not
3: this, okay that, that, i will have to send, send it to video.
0: you in the group chat or fernando yeah. might but yeah
3: okay it's in the group chat again if you want to look david
0: there we go um maybe one of those two people is a legend in a sense um maybe not being Artie Moreno, um, but I'm not, wow, well, I know, I saw that earlier, and I was like, wait, wait, wait um, okay, you you do you, boo, I see how yeah. it goes, <laughs> but it's a very interesting scenario with the Angels right now, and there's so much to dive into with Artie Moreno being sold. Um, there's a lot of directions, I know you guys have notes, and you guys have feelings on it, so This is all our podcast here at Telechronicles. Chronicles. So for favoritism purposes, David, I'm going to give you the floor for a minute. Where is one angle of the Artie Moreno news that you want to specifically hit? I know you made a good comment today. You and I were chatting earlier this afternoon and you made a good quote. I'm going to see if I can find it here quickly. Sure. Um, You said, oh boy, hopefully I didn't lose it in the thread. There was Uh, a lot. There's a lot um here it is this was a good one luckily it was within the last four messages we talked about quote from David in our group chat you can elaborate on this if, if this is the direction you want to go in because I'm pretty sure it is sure this franchise has had it continued under Moreno and he's been screwing the team for the next 20 years if he stayed it would have been riddled with dwindling attendance subpar farm system more bad contracts and a bad reputation and even a stadium experience that is certainly aging. It'll still be all those things next year, but at least we have direction for this organization for the first time since 2009. I loved it. It was clear, concise, to the point. Elaborate on it and go in whatever direction you want to go in. David, you have the floor.
1: Let's start with 2009. So that draft, the 2009 draft from scouting director Eddie Bain, consisted of Mike Trout, Randall Grichuk. Patrick Corbin, Garrett Richards, and Tyler Skaggs. That's a hell of a draft class. The next season, he was fired by Moreno, part <laughs> of cutting costs, and the farm has never recovered since. That's where this all starts. So, what you're going to see from a new owner, hopefully, and I'm fairly confident this is going to happen, is that money is going to start getting funneled into scouting, into development, and you're going to start having good habits formed at the lower levels. And that's where it all starts. And Moreno, for the longest time, uh, you, you know, you guys said it best. He's not a baseball guy. He's just throwing money, some aging, you know, position player, and getting the shiny new toy. And the business model just never worked. So you're going to get someone coming in with obviously deep pockets, most likely an uh, uh, an ownership group, and you're just going to get a new direction. And even if it doesn't work, it's still a direction, and it can't be any worse than what we're doing right now. It's it's that uh, that that famous Einstein quote right it's uh, uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result it's just with moreno, with moreno right now who knows if you resign otani the team has no depth in the farm they're not good at the major league level the fans are starting to bail um me for one i've been a lifelong angels fan for 30 years and i my last game that i attended in person was the uh the, the detmers no-no And then after that, the team just fell off a cliff. And I just, I I reached my breaking point this season. And I'm not alone in that. I stopped going to games, not because I I don't love the Angels. I just, I couldn't justify giving a cent, parking money, beer money, $5 ticket money to to Moreno. I just, in good conscience, I couldn't do it. And it it got that bad that it drove a diehard like me to just say, "I, I, I love this team. I can't go see them in person. And it hurt. So today's news is it's almost like a vindication because I'm like, man, how long do I have to do this for? Because my whole thing was, you know, I'll go when the team makes the playoffs or he sells, or he sells the team. Uh, so I feel like today is, is it's a rebirth almost. It's not going to be easy the rest of the way. Like whoever comes in, it's an it's, it's interesting situation because the market's so rich. The team does have talent. And so I wouldn't be surprised for a quick turnaround but it's going to be a project to turn around, right? You're going to have to bring in a whole new staff from top to bottom. Uh, it's going to be a process and it's going to take a lot of money. It's going, to take a lot of, it's going to take a lot of effort. But the path is now there for that to happen. And it wasn't there yesterday. And that's really all I care about is you need that light at the end of the tunnel. What are we rooting for the Angels for? Like their ceiling, you know, it's starting to become clear this season. The ceiling was like fourth place in the division. We want to root for a championship contender. We want to root for at least a playoff contender. And I think with the team out of the shackles of Moreno, that option's on the table. It doesn't become automatic. The new ownership doesn't save the franchise, but there's a possibility that they do. And yeah. that's 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 enough to keep me going and, and to get me really, really excited about the future.
0: It keeps the hope fire still a little bit lit inside of all of us in that sense. And hopefully, um, whatever, if it's a a singular owner or if it's an ownership group, however, the situation unfolds, you hope that new owner or owners have a very deep rooted passion, not just for baseball and not just for the angels, but for the baseball community of orange County slash Anaheim. And you want them to put every single effort into this organization to make them thrive, get back to the postseason. You got Trout Hopefully you still have Otani around for years to come and you can create something around that and can basically have a longstanding success like we're seeing. And I hate to say these words, but like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, those deep rooted baseball towns with good ownership. It's true facts, but there is one part about it that you mentioned, David, that I want to expand on a little bit. And I know Fernando and I did a little bit on the Halos in the infield podcast um, last night, farm system development and scouting. We talked a lot about uh, Edgar Caro, catcher at Inland Empire right now, 19 years old. We talked about Logan O'Hop and the terrific success that the A Rocket City Trash Panders are having this season. Two years of Perry Manassian, two off seasons he's had and two draft classes. Um, you're starting to see some changes in the way the minor league system is being run and you're actually seeing some successes for the first time in a very long time. It is a very interesting point when a new ownership comes in that it's a full blown regime change. Um, Does Perry get to keep his job and get one, at least one chance at an off season or a season where he's not under the shackles of Artie Moreno to see what he's truly like that's to be seen. Um, But it's an interesting take. And I'll bring Fernando in on this one, because we talked about that scouting and development. Is that where the angels need to focus with new ownership or is it, a little bit of everywhere, you know, big league level and fundamental level as well.
3: Well, fortunately for the Angels, this has been a well-oiled machine for a couple of years, right? I say sarcastically. <laughs> this There has been a fundamental issue in the organization for the better part of the last decade. Nothing's worked. Nothing's clicked. And yeah, you know, the sad part is right now you're talking about the trash pandas having some success, right? Oh, it was just before uh, they just released... Uh, their uh, pipeline ratings and the angels have the worst rated farm system yet again so yes we have some guys who are you know decent pieces for the future and all that still gets you the worst rated farm system so i really have no idea what a new owner is going to bring because we don't know a who that guy or gal or group of people is So we don't know essentially what they want. There's a lot of talk right now on Twitter about people saying, oh, well, you guys can kiss an Otani extension goodbye. To be honest, if I have to kiss an Otani extension goodbye to contend in three years for a 10-year stretch of time, I am going to say goodbye to Otani. I am okay with suffering for the next, yeah, right? I'm okay with suffering for the next three years. I mean, it's already been eight years. What's another three (laughs) to contend for a decade? I want an owner to come in, make their minor leaguers happy because when you take care of your minor leaguers, you get a team like the Dodgers, you get a team like the Astros who continuously pump cheap talent into their major league team and have a fruitful organization where they're not afraid to say goodbye to Corey Seager. They're not afraid to say goodbye to Carlos Correa. I hate those teams, but I tip my cap to them because they know how to take care of their young guys. And those guys come up and produce because they bleed the color of those jerseys, because that's what they're taught from the second they're drafted. They are taught that if you give everything you have, we will take care of you. Artie Moreno is not about taking care of his players, and he never has been. I am so tired of this false narrative of Artie Moreno wants to win. Artie Moreno, If you guys knew the stories that I knew from talking to players in the organization and people in the organization, Artie Moreno is not at all the guy that you think he is because Roger Lodge blows his wiener. <laughs> He's not that guy. He is not a good person. He does not care. It is about the dollar signs. That's what it always has been. And I'll leave it at that.
0: No, it, it, it's it's one hundred percent true. It you know, in business, yes, is money the bottom line for any business—small business, big business, sports, whatever? Yes, of course that is the case. But to a different degree, uh, the big point—I know—I think we all have on our little you know cheat sheet list of topics we want to cover. Shohei Ohtani is going to be the biggest, one of the biggest conversations once this ownership group or people is settled with the Angels and the sale becomes official. Mm-hmm. Shohei's got one more year on his contract. becomes he, you know, officially becomes a free agent. There was rumors that he was going to get traded this year. The Angels shut that down. He did not get, you know, dealt at the trade deadline. So Ohtani's here. Is it going to be for the long haul or we only got a, you know, are the days ticking down slowly but surely until Otani is wearing a different uniform in major league baseball. Swilly, you know, we all love Shohei Otani. He's a two-way unicorn. You can't say anything bad about him. A pitcher will throw at his head and Otani will be the one apologizing to the pitcher. Like, I'm sorry, my head was in the way of your pitch. Like that's just <laughs> so the kind <laughs> of guy Shohei Otani is. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> You know, I'm trying to, you know, Figure out something, how to make sense of all this. And I think there's a way where Otani can be kept. And I could see Otani being gone at the same time. I think we, in a perfect world, we all want Otani to be here. If that means competitiveness or just on a pure baseball standpoint, of course, we love Otani. We want him to be here. But which situation, if we had to choose it right now, Swilly, is Mm Otani staying or is he? going, I know I'm, I'm you've too you put this hard question questions. on me. <laughs> well, it's going to go to everybody at some point, but you get <laughs> to say, you know, it just that's is what enough. it is.
3: We um, got the lobs, she gets the piss to the head.
0: That's right, that's hey, right. That, it was perfect, you know, just be showy of Tony and say, my bad, you know, you my know, bad. cover people. My but bad. <laughs> start start this off, with a regime change, and we've seen regime changes before, managerial, hitting coach, pitching coach, or general manager, we've seen the small ones this is the one that's going to take the cake and this is going to be the biggest regime change for the angels. Probably, probably 20 to the next 50 years, potentially, depending on if you get a very good owner does Shohei Ohtani Otani or does he go? And we know already we've gotten inklings that he's more about winning than being the highest paid person in major league baseball. I so mean. with that in mind, what direction could you see going? Because, you know, besides being a great player, He's a marketing dream as an international player. So what do you think on either one side or the other, or a little bit of both?
2: Oh man. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a tough question. And I hate to be that person, but I'm going to say it depends. So I think it depends on who decides to buy the team and the direction that they want to go. Ultimately. I think there are two obvious-ish options. I think the first one is well, okay, let's address the well, not really the elephant in the room. But we don't have a good farm system, right? So it's not like we just have people that could immediately for sure make the team better. So I think you have a few options. One of them is dealing him and getting players right away that could make an impact on a team so that we become a 500 team within the next you know, year or two, depending on who you grab, whether it's pitching or middle and field, whatever. So you have you have that option, or the other option is to give them the extension, and then we—I don't want to say we suffer, but we suffer You're while we wait for more talent. You're damned if you
0: do, if you don't. Either yeah. way, it's a yeah, very ab- situation. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. And you know, one thing that I that I did want to mention uh, earlier when you were talking about fans that don't think that this is a good idea. Um, I do want to just add that Moreno is known to be a very hands-on owner. He doesn't like it. He, he likes making the choices. Um, so when you think about some of these players that get traded, that don't get traded, that get extensions, blah, 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 most of it has to do with him, where traditionally that's not the way that an owner a baseball owner kind of works so when you see a lot of these what's that
3: or sports owners in general well right exactly you're Mm
2: -hmm. exactly so when you think about some of these moves that have made you upset it's probably because of moreno even though that's not tradition so Mm -hmm. think about that and maybe that'll change your perspective a little bit but i just wanted to throw that out there yeah um 100 agree with you yeah, I think it's just something to know if you are more of a casual fan. Which again, nothing wrong with being a casual fan, but you just might not know these certain things about owners, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's either it's, it's I think it's either deal him and get players so we can be a 500 ball club in the next couple of years, or we bite the bullet, keep him, and build around him. But it's gonna take some time to develop players. Cause we don't really have any good ones. I mean, we do, but on yeah. paper, we don't.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Everything with the angels is always, Oh, they look great on paper. And then they get to the big league level and there's a missing piece to the puzzle. And Fernando and I, we talked about that in depth at nauseam um, last night for the Halos in the infield uh, latest podcast episode. Um, Fernando with, with taking what Swilly said, and again, yeah. we kind of addressed this a little bit, you know, the damned if you do, damned if you don't situation last night. And David, I know we've talked about this at nauseum, the damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Right. Um, it, yes. Is it going to really deal on the ownership level? Yes. But if I'm an owner, let's say I'm, you know, crazy Joe Bob here and I'm buying the Angels and I'm going to write a check for three billion dollars. Or be like Steve Ballmer with the Clippers and just bring $400 million in cash and buy the form in a meeting. Good for him. Um, let's say I, I'm the new owner of the Angels. If I need to see an immediate return and at least on some of that money that I shelled out, you know Shohei Otani is a marketing genius. International market is going to sell money, sell tickets and sell advertising and TV deals. So yeah. from a initial marketing business standpoint, Otani is a great weapon to have on your side. Fernando, what do you think? Does does Otani's international marketing ability help or hurt his re-signing capabilities with the Angels?
3: You know, what I will say is, and you know, I've had this conversation all day with my boss. And like I told you yesterday, Dominic, he's he's a Dodger fan, so he always gives me his unfiltered kind of opinions on everything. So we just both kind of said, Shohei Otani in a long-term contract adds value to this organization. If you're Artie Moreno, at the end of the day, you're trying to get that moolah. It's the only reason you're doing this. You bought this team for what? About $150 million in 2003, and now you're about to make anywhere from 2 to $3 billion projected on this sale. So Shohei Otani certainly gets you closer to $3 billion than he does a $2 billion offer, right? Because like you said, he brings you an entire country of fans. We're not talking about The city of Millville, New Jersey, who's a fan, we're talking about an entire country of people who love this man. This man can do no wrong. He can sell water to a fish in Japan. So (laughs) at the end of the day, Shohei Otani is a guy you want on your roster for that simple fact alone. He's a good player. And from every indication we have, he's a good human and a good person. So, you know, I, I, I'm not willing to agree with people saying, oh, you can kiss this Otani extension goodbye. Actually, I think this might make Artie Moreno force Perry to be like, you give this guy whatever the hell he wants. Give him 60 million a year. I don't care. It's not my money after, you know, I sell this team. So I think they're going, um, you know, I'm trying to think of, Oh, I don't want to be too vulgar. I'm. All, you know how people say balls deep. I, I think yeah. we're doing that. They're gonna we're do going that.
0: balls deep, Hail Mary They're style. You
3: know. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I think it's it's very interesting. Of course, it's almost like extra credit. In, and this was an analogy I used last night. It's like extra credit in school. It can't hurt you. It can only help you. And I think that's what Otani is the two way star that can help you can't hurt you in ninety nine point nine percent of situations. Like, did he hurt the Angels over the weekend in Detroit by lying about having a stomach virus? Probably that's probably one of his not so great starts this season with the Angels. So you know, but it is what it is. You know, that's that one-tenth of a percent time that Otani probably doesn't help you. But David, we've talked about this, as I said, at nauseum. Um, and you've really been aggressive on this one. The Angels have an issue depth-wise on this big league roster. This was the big key coming into spring training and coming into the regular season that you had penciled in on the notes that you really wanted to drill that point home. With that element of depth that ended up being a problem with the angels this year last year they had 81 million dollars to play with in the offseason they spent it on a little bullpen some cheap infielders and a little bit on the starting pitching market and the pitching for the angels overall this year has not been bad we've been saying for years Pitching, 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 they actually did pretty good this year, but this year it was the offense that struggled horribly. So with 81 million last year and with Rysell getting traded and Upton coming off the books and Syndergaard and some other moves, the Angels are going to have roughly about 85 to 88 million or so, so a little bit more than last offseason. With that in mind and with Moreno now selling the team, and if a new owner can come in before January 1 of 2023 or maybe even just before the winter meetings, can the Angels finally address depth and forget about the luxury tax and sail past over it? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I I'd imagine whichever owner or owners come in, uh, will be ready to burst through that that tax threshold. You don't you don't come to the table of a three million dollar deal without you know without that that willingness to spend. So I think that won't be the issue. Um, it, it regarding. You know I, know, I know the conversation is circling around Otani. I think his whole situation is so fascinating because there's so many variables and that ties into everything else. The free agency, what do you do? Because you trade him and there goes your ace and also your star DH, and now you're lacking depth there. So it's losing him does create a hole. Um, but at the same time, you're hearing rumblings from guys like Buster Olney saying, Otani wants out, money's not going to bring him back. Uh, And to an extent, I believe that there are 29 other teams that would give him whatever he wanted uh, money-wise. So it does come down to the timing of the sale for a lot of different reasons. One being, you have the owner can sit down and be like, show, hey, this is our plan. This is the direction. This is what we want to do the free agency. This is how we want to manage you. Pitching, going to to a five-man rotation, whatever, right? Just, Just lay out a plan. And that's a major step to keeping him. And then let's say you trade him. What kind of value do you have now versus what you had at the trade deadline for this season? You know, so there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of intrigue around Otani, uh, especially this new ownership group or person or whatever coming in that it's, it's hurting my brain just thinking about it right now because there's so many paths this can go. It's like, yeah, I personally think the Angels could successfully um, uh, build depth around Otani in the near future that requires spending a hell of a lot more money than they have been. Uh, but that's a short-term solution as they build the farm. But then you have to go to his side. He's think, think about Otani's tenure with the Angels for a second. It hasn't been his fault, but it's been tumultuous. You've had player debts. You've had controversy around the team. You've had the Angels basically become the stock of the league. They're not winning games. They are on a downward slope. If that's something you want to be a part of, or do you want to take your talent somewhere else and get a fresh start? And I'm sure that's an option running through his head right now. So there's a lot of craziness already happening without the announcement of this sale or or the the process of this sale going on. So it's just a lot to wrap your your brain around. and when, when think about Otani, I think it's way more complicated than than anyone's really sat down to consider because, the situation, as far as we know, could be really fluid and changing uh, uh, monthly. Really, so I'm I'm really interested to see um, what we're talking about around the winter meetings. Uh, is Reyno still the owner? Does he does he care how much he's spending anymore? Is he trying to sign Otani to up that value of the team? Um, what are they doing to address the 2023 season for the roster? You know, it's there's a lot of uh, uh, money talk to be had that I'm kind of looking forward to and kind of not just because right now I'm overwhelmed by by the gravity yeah. of, of, of all of this. So it's just, it's really wild talking about, you know, the value of, of the team right now and, and the future of the roster. And then you have to throw in, I don't know, the most remarkable player in the history of Major League Baseball, the most fascinating player in the history of baseball and his uh, uh, contract expiring and all that. So it's... it's
3: oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> take yeah. A breath it's going to be right crazy. Yeah, yeah, we all got to take really a minute
1: here. We are getting a break, yeah. guys,
3: for at yes. least another
1: year. Yeah, yeah.
0: We, we all, for, for at least a m- moment, can just take a sigh of relief for a minute and just go... <sighs> but and yeah, know bro. that... Can
1: I, can I, today is a great day it, it, yep. that's if yeah. you have to take anything away from, from this it's
3: today's a step in
1: the right direction
0: we better need days this. are ahead better days right. are ahead
3: Dominic, can i ask you a question i mean you know this is your show but i want to ask you a question
0: <laughs> feel free go for it
3: <laughs> okay
0: yes so, i'm buying the angels breaking news i'm buying the angels there you go oh, joe bob
2: he's doing it crazy joe yeah, bob crazy joe, bob. Crazy joe bob in the house
3: but yes well, how go. can i
0: be of service
3: okay so there the halo honk mentality that i've seen around you know twitter and facebook obviously these guys are kind of few and far between but there's a couple of embers burning here and there of people saying well guys the grass is always greener You know, you guys wanted the, already to sell the team. Now it's likely going to happen. An owner is going to come in here and not spend any money. And you're going to complain about him, about him or her. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you're afraid to try or are you under the mentality that that's a risk you're willing to take because already obviously isn't getting it done with his mentality?
0: Well, it goes one of two ways here. One is, David's quote from earlier, from what was it, Einstein or something? Like I, you had the quote. Re- repeat it one more time. It's, uh, uh,
1: it, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep, Boom.
1: Yep. So you have that. If well, we uh, keep uh, right Moreno, and yeah, sure. you're just banging your
0: head against the brick wall constantly and constantly and constantly, yeah. and nothing. through eventually. You'll break through eventually. eventually. That's part one. Part two is, if you do hop the fence and get to the grass being greener on the other side, and it works out for the betterment, then, woo, congratulations. That's awesome. We have we went through the hard part. It was tough, and hopefully there's that light, more apparent of a light at the end of the tunnel than there is today. For those, I would say, those halo honks that say, oh, you're just going to complain about what's next. Well, no offense, and I will credit uh, you know Todd on this one because he talked about it today on the Instagram Live on Halos in the infield. How far, how more rock bottom can we go? Absolutely. Is, there, is there something is worse? It. Is there yeah. something worse that could happen to the angels that not only this season, and I'm pretty sure they could maybe find a new low enter the phrase tungsten armor duel.
2: Oh, I love that oh, one.
0: You know, so it's, good. you know, it's sad, sad moments. Like I tweeted out, was it yesterday on Monday? Yeah. Yesterday um, the angels are the first team in major league baseball history to have a no hitter a nine inning complete game shutout under a hundred pitches and have a record of 52 and 69. That was before back-to-back losses to Tampa Bay, which again, yeah, today's 11 to one loss was purely embarrassing.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and don't forget the fact <laughs> that they're like one of the best teams in today's league in terms of getting shutouts. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they all, they're like what top three in the league and shutouts. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they're also in the possibility of getting a lottery pick. And again,
0: so... how many times David and I know this, and I think we've all talked about this, especially during the trade deadline show that lovely metaphor of a bingo card this year for the angels. What haven't the angels hit? They yeah. had a no hitter. Mm-hmm. Rendon hit a home run from the left side of the batter's box. 14-game uh, losing streak. Artie Moreno selling the team. Joe Madden being fired. Mike Trout injured. Rendon injured. Somehow, someway, Luis Renjifo has been pretty much our best player outside of Otani and Trout when he's hot. Um, Jared Wall
1: cycle.
0: Jared
3: Wall cycle. I Jared was there that Seichel. one. Seichel. In one uh, of the seven home
2: runs in one game and losing? I was Red. at that one, too. Yep. Like, oh, my <laughs> God. The brawl.
3: Insane. The brawl.
2: The brawl, Archie, yeah.
0: Archie Bradley <laughs> breaking his elbow, trying yeah. to help the ball. Like, yep. Rendon
3: taking Matt his Duffy cast, getting hurt.
0: Rendon taking his cast and slapping Winker in the face. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Out of everything that's been on there. that a is third crazy. base coach
3: became a manager.
0: <laughs> yeah. somebody help us. Help us. I know my lighting isn't great in my room slash studio, but it's kind of funny how I have a light coming down. So
3: it's like, yeah. Exactly. Help us. Mean.
0: Help us. If there's a baseball, God help thumbnail. <laughs> but so funny, but it's true. What on the baseball card hasn't been done. If you've exalted all your options, regardless if it's positive or negative, why wouldn't you change courses of action and try something new? That's what I would tell any halo honk fan. And I know today in the halo honk universe, Roger Lodge. And again, I don't put down anybody personally, um, but it's just facts that are given to me. Again, David knows this very well. I'm a very optimistic person and with the Angels right now being sucky until that E for elimination is next to their name. I still hold hope, not that they're going to go make a World Series run, but I have hope for competitive baseball because we have Trout, Otani, a healthy Fletcher, and some good pitching prospects that are actually performing pretty well. And I want to enjoy those performances in their prime. Roger Louds has a a very small show today because the Angels are on the East Coast. He takes one call and says hardly anything about the Artie Moreno dealing. Okay. You go to the Angels pregame show today before the Rays Angels game. They mention it. Let it go. During the broadcast, they show Artie Moreno's quote about family-friendly environment. And we've had a lot of all-time great Hall of Fame players on the Angels during my time. And they're just saying, yeah, this guy was a great man, he, he did as much as he could, and he always greeted us with a smile and a handshake. Well, duh, because, no offense, we all love Mark Gubiza, right? He's a terrific yep, analyst yep. on TV, but you're Mark Gubiza, you're a World Series champion, do you think Artie is going to talk bad about you and not give you a smile and a handshake, like he's paying your pocket, Roger Lodge. Arnie Moreno owns the radio station that you're getting a paycheck from. Are you going to talk about your boss badly? I think that's one of the things we are as angel fans, so programmed to toxic positivity. You know, we've talked about that Mm -hmm. at nauseum as well this season. It's time to get away from that. And for me in all of us in the sports broadcasting world, there's a way you can talk dynamically and constructively about a team without Gut punching them or talking ill about them. I've talked about Joe Adele a lot this year, and I've made it very known that I'm out on him. I think we've had enough time to see what he can and cannot do. And constructively, he strikes out too much. He's very lackadaisical in the outfield. And, but that's just facts. I'm not saying, oh, his, you know, he says, you know, whatever, and he's a poor team mentality, or I'm going after directly going after his character. No. I'm not saying, oh, because he shaves his head or cuts his hair one way, he deserves to be out. No, I'm not going personal. I just, I'm taking what I'm seeing. He's striking out 38.9% of the time since his call-up. Raise your hand if you think that's a problem. Like, you know, that that's a problem. And I get it. The Angels drafted him high. He was a number one prospect. And you never want to see a number one prospect fail. But you got to be honest. And as we all say, here's the thing. The writing is on the wall. It's time to quit being a, you can be a halo honk and be optimistic. I'm, I can be guilty of being a halo honk at times. I think we all were in April and early May. I think we yeah. all were, even though there were issues, we were like, oh, this is the year we finally can, even though there's issues, we'll get past them. You can be a halo honk, but you still have to have some sort of realism and know that there's a problem.
1: With I have all a simple of that, message for, for angels fans, it's really simple. It's a great fan base. Love mm-hmm. yourself, respect yourself. <laughs> Demand greatness, want the best. Don't sit in the film and just be like, this is okay. It's, it's okay to say it's not okay and to demand better. And then, you know,
0: Here, here's it. a, here's a great quote. I know it might not translate as equally, but I, it makes sense to me. And hopefully it can make sense to you guys and the viewers watching and listening. I've recently, I'm about two years late on the boat, but I've caught up to everything Ted Lasso. Love Ted Lasso, like easily top five show in my book. The best quote from season one when they're playing the darts game, if you guys have seen it, is, you know, be curious, not judgmental. And I take that in the sense of, I'm going to be curious and ask questions about why is Adele still playing out there? Why is Velasquez getting ample playing time over Michael Stefanik? If we're going into a different direction in the future or we want to expand on what we have, why aren't we getting him some time instead of Velasquez, who's going to get cut at the end of the year? who's on a current one-year deal and not going to be a part of our future next year, the year after over the next five years, give these guys a chance. We're, we do it plenty of times with the pitching. We saw Chase Silseth. We see Tucker Davidson. We do it with pitching, but we don't do it with the offense. So I'm being curious and I'm asking these questions and I want to see this happen. I'm not being judgmental in the sense of, This guy looked at me funny. He didn't sign autographs before the game. Get him out. Like I'm trying to be constructive criticism. That's going to help this team, even though we don't get to say at the end of the day, because we're just fans and podcasters and bloggers and stuff. And we can only see it from a certain angle. But I'm being curious, but I'm not being judgmental in the sense of tearing people down based on their overall being as a human being. You know, I don't know. Does that does that make sense in some way, shape or form?
2: It makes sense. I concur though. We pay for tickets to go watch them play. So we, I think we do have a right Mm -hmm. to ask questions and say things at the end of the day, we're the, we're the people that are supplying them with money, with food and tickets and beer. So if Mm -hmm. I'm going to go pay money, I'm going to ask questions. If I don't, if I don't understand why somebody that's striking out 38% of the time is on the field over somebody else, I'm going to ask that because at the end of the day, I go pay money to watch them.
0: And the funny, the funny thing about it is 38.9% of the time Adele's striking out in comparison to Magnaris Sierra, who, yes, he's only batting 190 something right now, but is he putting some better at bats together? Yes. Does he he's have He's giving speed? himself a
2: chance? He's he giving he the sp- team a chance.
0: Does he have speed in the outfield? Is he does it look from a from a non-baseball perspective, if you're just a casual fan that's just happened to watch a game and you see Sierra diving or running or doing what he's slap bunning whatever? In comparison to Joe Adele, kind of just what I've nicknamed the Steph Curry, just kind of shaking around, making catches and gets lucky, but then swing, swinging and missing. Like, whose effort level are you seeing more of? I'm seeing it more in like Sierra than I am in Joe Adele. So why not give people like that a chance when you're almost nearly 20 games under 500 if they lose tomorrow? on P.S., for all those that are listening right now, we were recording this on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Tampa Bay has their best starter McClanahan on the mound. How many runs do, over under two Angel runs? Who takes the over? Cricket, cricket, cricket. Who takes below a half? Who says the Angels get shut out tomorrow?
1: Oh, that's so possible. Come on. Yeah. I'll, take, I'll take Otani again, the, the, the lone home run. The there you run go.
2: The AAP, there you go, one run. I'll take Suzuki. It was Trout Suzuki tonight, it's Otani run. tomorrow.
0: But It's yeah, so they'll, true. They'll, they'll, I know Halo's in the infield. They made this a thing this year. The Angels are the epitome of a Han Solo home run for all you yes. Star Wars fans out there. Again, I can say I vehemently saw it. August 4th, 2022, Angels against Oakland. Jansen Junk on the Hill against Paul Blackburn of the Oakland A's. The Angels hit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven home runs and still lose a game to any baseball fan or any sports fan. Even if you don't like baseball, if you say one team had seven home runs in a game, two of them came from the best player in baseball right now, Shohei Otani. Do the angels win that game? Yes or no. And I'm pretty sure most to not everybody says, absolutely. Seven home runs, two from Otani. What a game. You probably enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) oakland who's worse than the angels defeated us
1: yeah
0: is that a problem is that a problem I, of I,
3: course it is unless <laughs> you're unless you're going for lottery pick
0: unless you're right. going for lottery pick or just you're boasting stats at that point but i digress a little bit from from yeah. your initial question fernando halo honk nation I, you you gotta love them and their passion i love everybody's angels passion they all show it differently but we're a fan base that is passionate about the Angels, and when. We be when we get constructive I
3: find it repulsive. <laughs> ooh, ooh.
0: When, at least on our side, when we as fans, or even if you're a halo honk that still is constructive criticism, constructive criticism is not a bad thing. It might sound bad or might wrong, rub the person the wrong way, but it's showing you support and a drive to be better. And right. you know, even Mike Trout wants to be better. Even Otani wants to get better. Like if these guys, those guys could completely check out. And Trout already is a hall of famer. We know that he could stop playing tomorrow and be fine, but he still yeah. wants to get better. Why don't we want that as fans? Let's get 1% right. better. Right. Does that answer the question? <laughs> I feel yeah, it I did, suppose. but it didn't at the same time. I think <laughs> I went off on a different tangent, but yes, it, it, I, I feel everything with angels baseball right now, molds into one question like fernando your question to me molded into three different things because the angels are a muddled mess right now Yes. yeah so it all kind of muddles into one specific thing and thankfully we can kind of celebrate a little bit today that we know better days are ahead and we don't have to continuously ask the question within ourselves of, can already sell the team already is a problem this 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 yada 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 and guess what if those people that are saying oh the grass is greener and you guys are going to complain about a new owner okay if it happens so what I' will right. I'll, I'll take it but at least we're trying something new to hope for better days and if it works great and if it doesn't well we're gonna have to make lemons out of lemonade at that point
3: you know, I'll say this if you go on the official post on the angels you know Facebook or Twitter uh, specifically the Facebook really I guess um, and you see the statement by the Moreno family there is over 4.2 thousand comments 99 of them are thank god or god is real <laughs> why because people have been clamoring for this for a long time yet yeah. we are you know encouraging people to you know buy t-shirts or you know paper bags or whatever and we got called clowns our page got called clowns mm-hmm
2: I but- made the joke that we said it enough times on social media that he actually decided to do it. Yeah. Like every <laughs> wow. social media post, tens of hundreds, sell the team, already sell the team, sell the team. We said oh, yeah. we did it. We did it enough times. And he finally decided to do it.
0: I honestly thought the bag idea would be the one way David would go back to Angel Stadium under the <laughs> <Miranda. About> it. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: right. There you
0: go.
1: But- <laughs>
0: In the grand grand scheme of all of this, as we kind of tailor back our conversation here to, if you're just tuning in, it would be weird because it's not like this is live. But, you know, the big (laughs) big news of the day is not Angels lose or even Angels win. It's (laughs) the Angels do kind of win a little bit in the sense of Artie Moreno made the formal announcement this morning that he is in the process of talking to advisors and the organization and in the process of selling the... Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. God, one thing I do hope, regardless if the Angels never win a game with their new owner, if they could change that name from LA Angels of Anaheim to either back to Anaheim Angels or Mm -hmm. California Angels, or I would even take Orange County Angels. Like,
1: get the LA name out of our house. I still find it funny that most of the country still thinks we're called the of Anaheim part. Yep. It's yeah, that like, was actually, dropped in 16, right? It's like hidden. It a The change actually. It's like no one, no one, I didn't even know what happened until I got one of the new like show games back in like 17. I'm like, oh, we're not the of Anaheim anymore. And I'm a fan. I'm
3: like, when the <laughs> next Yeah.
1: We're at that pinnacle of desperation at this point. But yeah,
0: I, you know, there's cosmetic changes to the Angels that need to happen. Naming. It would be nice to see yes. some updated jerseys and the stadium being re- maybe not renovated, but upgrade and all that good stuff and then the product on the field needs to be taken care of as well with otani and the players and the depth and the god forbid new coaching staff that comes in um the one point i have on my notes here that i wanted to get to and we talked about a full-blown regime change does well let me let me rephrase it this way with a new regime change owners like to come in and put their stamp of approval bring everybody they want in on an organization Uh I feel the angels do need that. The one person I feel in that front office that I feel deserves to have some sort of a chance is general manager Perry Manassi. I know a lot of people are hella out on him and are not feeling him because of the situation. But again, if you, I would love to see just like the players on the field, I want to see Jared Walsh next year with a completely different coaching staff. Look at what's going on with Brandon Marsh, and I know we all love Brandon Marsh, and he took a wicked slap to the wall on his knee, kind of did a weird thing in Philly a a week ago, but Mm -hmm. even though his average was pretty much identical to the Angels, you could see side by side. Phillies hitting coaches were working with him and figuring out his problem. And he was adamant and admitted to the media, Yeah, I had some uh, problems in my hitting with the Angels, and the Phillies are addressing it. Someone's addressing a problem? Holy moly. But
1: what a concept.
0: What a concept. That's correct. (laughs) But does quick takes should Perry Manassian have at least one season under new ownership? to try to right, get the ship out of sinking waters. Swilly, I'll start with you. De- has he done enough? And even though he's been handcuffed with Hardy Moreno, does he deserve some sort of a chance?
2: I mean, I think you just said it right. He was handcuffed to Hardy Moreno. So I would say yes. I think that he didn't get to make as many decisions or doesn't get to make as many decisions as he would like to Um, so quick take, quick answer. I would be cool with one more year.
0: Okay. And another quick take, what has been over the two years, Perry's either favorite or best move you think he's done? I know that might be a load of question. Got to have to think about it for a minute, but what do you think? I mean,
2: for me, it's gotta be the pitching, right? I mean, you know, our team is, whatever and whatever right now however many 20 something games under 500 now but our pitching is still in the top half of the league compared to what it was you know in the past so I would say I would say the pitching would be you didn't
0: the like you didn't me. like Trevor Cahill Julio Tehran and uh <laughs> you know Tim Lincecum Tim Lincecum you know you didn't you didn't like him? you didn't like it Matt uh,
3: Harvey boy Matt oh Matt Harvey that's you know, a dark want
0: want want but yes pitching I think is a bright spot. And it was funny. Perry did something already has never done over the past decade. He said something and he actually went through with it. Perry said, I'm going to address pitching. He went over, not this past draft, but 2021's MLB draft, 20 pitchers, 19 from college, one from high school. So hundred percent agree. Uh, Fernando should Perry get at least one year shot with the new ownership. And what is your favorite thing? Perry Manassian has addressed this team with.
3: He's got a, he's got two years left after this. So I say, yeah, at least let him write out the contract. I mean, obviously, we don't know how long it's going to take for Artie Moreno to sell the team. Could be two days, could be two years. Ultimately, it's going to depend on when he feels he's getting the deal that he deserves. Honestly, the guy deserves $3 and to say beat it. But, you know, I, well, later on, I'm, I'm hoping we get to talk about what how the Artie Moreno legacy will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we will get to that. But, um, yeah, I think Perry Manozian deserves a fair shake. My favorite thing that he's done is try to build the, the farm system. You know, Jerry DePoto came and completely tore it down. I don't want to put all the blame on Jerry because I think a lot of it was already
0: a win-now win mentality, too.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And then, um, you know, Billy Epler, almost the same kind of thing. He tried to address the... the um, the uh, minor league system, but same kind of thing kind of had that win now mentality because that's what ownership forced. It wasn't until Perry came and really tried to breathe some fresh air into, you know, double a that, you know, there's maybe been a little bit of a change, but.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I think maybe that's not the number one thing that if, and when Perry does move on or if he does get fired or if he's not the angels GM at some point in the future, that can be something we can look back on and say, well, at least we had some developmental progress in our minor league system. Uh, of course, last but not least, David, do you, how do you feel about Perry? Should he stay? And what's something that you've liked about Perry
1: in his two years thus far? Well, I'll start with the, the, the your last part of the question. I love, I mean, the Glacius trade, the Rysel Glacius trade, that was highway robbery last season. And uh, I know, I know it didn't work out now, but uh, God, was he so? He was so good last year, and so that that was a move I loved. It, it's tricky with with Perry because if he's telling the truth in his statement about last offseason and and taking the onus for the lack of depth and all that, and let's say he really was, let's say he already wasn't the puppet master and all that, then yeah, I have some issues with them because you can't. I understand that they need help with pitching, but you can't be that one track mind. And you know, going into the season, my issues with depth ended up playing out to my worst fears, but not completely shocking. Regardless, I think this offseason, he deserves a shot. And this is not like, this is like, you gotta, you gotta do something here. you got to move the needle. And one way or the other, if that's a fire sale, fine. Restock the farm. You've got to move the needle though, right now. Cause I truly believe that there will be at least an owner by the 2024 season. And if he, and if he, right. And if he hasn't, done enough by then I like the guy I think he's really bright but I won't lose sleep if the new ownership replaces them after another lackluster offseason and it may not be his fault it may be already again but that's you know you, you hit your you hit your ride to that to that wagon or that horse or whatever the saying is you go down with the ship that's just the situation he's in and you it know could, there's not much more we can do about it
0: yeah it could be along the lines of the not so much the damned if you do damned if you don't but it could be Perry gets faulted by victim of circumstance, yeah. Absolutely, sense, I think that yeah. you know the damned if you do, damned if you don't f- filters in with Otani and then Manassian's on the other side. Like,
1: well, I'm just damned out of luck. I was going to have to be. He's going to have to beat this offseason if, if already stolen the team. You got to be the one GM who stands up to his boss. Mm-hmm. You got to be the one. The ones in the past weren't able to do it, and they found success in other teams. And that may have to be Perry if he doesn't be the one outlier in this winter. And the funny thing
0: you and I talked about, David, a lot this past off season was we thought this year was the year Perry had to get it right. And there was a lot of pressure. And at the onslaught, walking into spring training, we said, okay, he did enough to – at least with that extra wild card spot, make the Angels competitive. And uh, right. uh, as we all know, the first month <laughs> and a half was great. And then the wheels fell off and the car flew off the 9115 405 traffic jam freeway. And it just all blew up in midair. Um, but I think now even more so. If somehow, some way, Artie Moreno is still the owner this offseason going into maybe January, February of next year, Manassian still has to answer to him, And hey, we need money is, you know, the big question is, is Artie going to check out if this takes a very long time to get sold? And if it does, is that going to be Artie's ultimate stick it to the Angels organization and fans of you wanted me out? So I'm going to do everything to just piss you off. Or is this going to be a nice clean break just to get out of Dodge fast? I think depending on what direction Artie goes, if he sells quick or takes the needle and just sticks it a little deeper to us is how we're going to have to feel with the new ownership group. It might, hopefully it's a good clean break and we can feel refreshed, or do we have to go into a new ownership with a little sour taste in our mouth and have to kind of go 10 steps back in order to go a hundred steps forward. Right. So it's uh, unfortunately Perry or not, pardon me, not Perry already still holds all the power. That's the one scary thing until the ink dries on a selling of the team deal that scares me a little bit of this
1: whole situation. I think I think honestly with, with the announcement of, of him going through this process, I really do think that all this litigation and and the, the legal issues he's facing may light some fire under his feet in which case he's not going to have a lot of uh, vengeance in his heart I would say I think it hit, it hit, his priority would be get his money, uh, get his personal life, kind of settled into some sort of routine or or uh, prepared for the next stages. I think that may be more of his focus with this break. So I, I think we probably are headed more towards a, a, a clean break than than the alternative. So I think that's a positive if you're an Angels fan kind of worried about that happening to take into consideration that he's got a lot going on on the outside right now that requires some serious attention yeah. and that may prompt this to be a bit more smoother of a transition
0: yes as the great steve miller band song says whoa take the money and run hopefully that's Artie moreno's theme we can take that and get into some new ownership but so much to dive into this is just the first layer of the million and a half layer onion that unpacks angels baseball right now the bingo card is full of stuff i think by the end of the season once the curtain closes on the 2022 season and in the mlb postseason starts and the angels aren't in it i'm literally going to probably go through the whole season and write down everything on the bingo card and create a bingo card and put that graphic on social media right. just to see what we did hit I and what that. we didn't hit yeah. we know the we middle one, yeah you know the the free space in the middle of a bingo card is going to be make the playoffs so that one will forever be open which means no um, one can ever get bingo
2: yeah. um
0: but at the at the end that. of the day There's a lot to be had in this situation and there's going to be more that gets unpacked tomorrow, the next day, next month, until the deal is dry. And even after the deal happens with whoever comes in, we're going to have to find out information on them and see what direction they are going to want to put in. Whatever that press conference happens with the new owner, that's going to be must-see TV for Angel fans because you're really going to want to know. Hopefully it's not smoke and mirrors and hopefully it's real truth-telling things. Um, but we'll see what happens. But before we go here on another episode of the Catella Chronicles podcast with your host, Dominic Lorenz, co-host David Goodkind, and our guest, Fernando from the Hales in the infield, and Swilly from the Instagram, TikToks, Angels superfan world, um, final thoughts, fast and final thoughts on not just the whole Artie Moreno situation, the state of Angels baseball right now. Swilly, I'll kick it off to you. Final thoughts.
2: Oh, man you know, you weren't lying when you said it was like a million and a half layers of this onion. Cause there's just yeah. so many things to talk about so many things. But, um, at the end of the day, like I said, at the beginning, I'm super excited for the future personally. I mean, I don't know the inner workings of you know, sports business, right? Like I don't, I'm not in it, but I can only assume that you wouldn't put a statement out like that. Like you said earlier, unless the things were already kind of starting, I don't see why there wouldn't be people, you know, billionaires, whatever that would be interested in purchasing a team in Southern California with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani with even with the losing record, were normally top 10, top 15 in attendance every single year. I don't see why this doesn't happen relatively quickly. I don't think it takes, you know, years and years to happen. So I'm excited. And like David said earlier, too, there is Hopefully, going to be a direction, a direction because we don't have one right now. So a direction is better than no direction. So I'm excited. I'm I'm stoked to see what unfolds. And uh, yeah, to be honest with you, even though we lost by ten runs today, it's a good day. I'm happy.
0: <laughs> Put that on the bingo card. A big loss, and we still That's feel right. happy.
2: Oh That's my right. gosh, uh, with
0: love <laughs> in your heart and a smile on your face. Um, Fernando, (laughs) Fernando, fast thoughts, final thoughts. What do you think?
3: Um, we're going to be talking about this for the next probably year, but, um, it's just crazy to think that seemingly the Artie Moreno era is coming to an end and it will be riddled with thoughts of a man who, you know, oversaw the death of two people in his organization, seemingly didn't do much about it other than here's a little photo on the wall. He fired his entire staff, did not pay his minor leaguers, yet donated millions and millions of dollars to a politician during a global pandemic, something historic that none of us ever thought we'd see in our lifetimes. Uh, A backdoor deal gone wrong with the stadium sale, which seemingly is the reason why he's selling. That is what the Artie Moreno era in Anaheim is going to be remembered for. It's not going to be remembered for a championship. It's not going to be remembered for bringing Mike Trout to a, a lifelong contract. It's going to be remembered for Arnie Moreno and the mistakes he made, the mistakes he was as a bad person, and really, really everything coming into light. And I, I'm super excited for what the future holds. I don't care if Barney buys the team. At the end of the day, if we have a direction, at the end of the day, if we have somebody who is passionate about creating a winning Culture. Notice I didn't say a winning team. I said a culture because if you create a winning culture, a winning team will eventually come. It's not about building a winning team. It's about building a sustainable winner. I don't want a one-year winner. I want a three, five, ten-year winner. And I'm excited for that to hopefully happen and see if the grass really is greener or is it dead on the other
0: side? Absolutely. A culture breeds consistency. A winning culture breeds consistency. And that's something that the angels needed. And, you know, if Artie Moreno did screw the pooch a little bit and did not sign Mike Trout and if Trout was playing for another team right now, that would be just another demerit on his thing. So that's out of of all things, even though that's very low on the totem pole, that's probably maybe in the Artie Moreno era. Probably the best thing he did was keep Trout and the fans at bay by keeping Trout in an angels uniform. Because if the opposite happened, we probably would have been charging the gates long before most recently i think
3: was perhaps. that not the same year though that tyler skaggs died that's you know that was 2019
2: that's true yeah
3: mm-hmm. so you got another blemish Unfortunately, yeah, another, large another, blemish.
0: yeah unfortunately uh from the ultimate highs to the ultimate lows of this Artie moreno it's very herky-jerky in between um but, david my compadre here catella chronicles final thoughts um there's no way to make sense of all this in just like two minutes. But what is the optimistic outlook and final thoughts on on what we've talked about today?
1: It just feels right. Right? Like you have all these fans and people across baseball with all pretty much sure in agreement about this. It just feels like this is a good step. The franchise is at rock bottom. It can only get better. And uh honestly, I'm just I'm I'm looking forward to a new voice in the room. Um some sort of actual leadership and, and hopefully steps to treat our minor leaders like human beings. I think uh, just asking for the basics, it's creating, creating a culture people want to be around. I'm looking forward to that. And it wasn't going to happen as is. And now that options on the table and it's, it just feels right.
0: You know, it's we all have our feelings about it, and every Angel fan is entitled to feel how they want to feel about the news that broke today that Artie Moreno is in the middle of processing and getting ready to sell the Angels franchise to someone or somebody's group or something. The process has begun. Angels fans can breathe some sort of sigh of relief to know that there is better days ahead. There is somehow light at the end of the tunnel here in Anaheim. Yes. I said, Anaheim, not Los Angeles, um, right. but there, there is hope. And the angels have moments where we've seen that it can happen in the future. Come on. We have Reed Detmers, no hitter, Patrick Sandoval, a complete game. shutout. Mike Trout is fantastic. Shohei Otani is fantastic. Fletcher is healthy and doing Fletch things. There's a lot to like on paper and a little bit, in person on the field with the angels right now, but there's still better days ahead. And for myself, Dominic Lorenz, and especially David Goodkind of Catella Chronicles, we want to get a, give a huge shout out to not only Fernando from Halos in the infield, but Todd Fox from, Halos in the infield, their work that they do on their page and partnering with us. We are still our separate entities, but we are still under one big family tree uh, in regards to Angels baseball. I know Halos in the infield doesn't uh, cover Anaheim Ducks hockey, but I know Catella Chronicles does, and they're going to be partnering in a sense with us of starting a little bit to get involved with that as well. So for all you Anaheim Ducks fans that love the Angels as well, you know, tune on in to more things as the fall comes around. And we get to talk about some very nice, youthful, young, amazing, crazy talent that's happening uh, at Honda Center this season for the Ducks. Um, And also big thanks to Swilly for coming on and just being just great as always. She was terrific on the Trade Deadline Show. And she's been, for her first time, debuting on the Catella Chronicles podcast, uh, as well as Fernando and Halo's in the infield debuting. I know we've made some guest appearances, mostly for you guys, but it was great to have you guys on and uh, filling in and just – being awesome talking angels baseball and getting some really good perspective, not just on Artie Moreno, but just on the angels organization as a whole. So for, for myself, and of course, for David, we want to thank you guys and give you a little mini round of applause for coming on and enjoying our time with us. But until next time, Catella Chronicles fans, I'm pretty sure Swilly, Todd, and Fernando will be making appearances at some point in the not so distant future here on Catella Chronicles. and fans, you're just going to get sick of myself and David over and, <laughs> over and over again because we're, you know, secretly we haven't really done too much yet, but we are very, very, very hyped about this Anaheim Ducks season. We're not yeah, claiming. Yeah. We're not claiming a Stanley Cup is coming. I know Swilly's a Kings fan. I know. Uh, you know. There's so hey when Ducks you Kings had rivalry put me
2: on the spot like that. No, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, it, respectfully though, go Kings, go.
0: Yeah, I know that's fine. And if it's all respectfully, as long as you don't see the me kings. at like Honda Center or like crypto.com arena, which I can never call that that, it will always be staple center. Crip. Absolutely. I'm um, The you No, know, we're gonna go visit <laughs> we're we're the
2: crypt, folks. We're going to the
3: crypt. <laughs> no, no, that will never happen. Um at least you throw up that sign and not an actual gang sign. Please <laughs>
0: no. Yeah, no, please no. Um, oh but you know, God. we could actually go to a ducks king's wow. game. Yes, let's do it. And I would feel safe around Swilly and not around other people that i maybe not feel so safe around but
1: thank you i know
0: exactly but you know when the ducks (laughs) and kings have matchups i know swilly will definitely be on for 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 conversations as well but that's a good thing you know david and i have friends uh especially our friend blake harris that does dodgers work when the angels had their freeway series blake is always a good go-to person for that so you you know we're all friends we all are family we all enjoy angels baseball that's what it means at the at the end of the day um but fernando swilly thank you david as always, my compadre here at uh, Catella Chronicles, thank you for, for being on as well. I'm Dominic Lorenz. This is Catella Chronicles. We are the heartbeat of pro sports in Anaheim, and a new day has come. Angels are in the process of getting a new owner. Even though the record and play does not display happiness, today we can all breathe a sigh of relief <sighs> that there are better days ahead. And I know people might not see the light, but the light is shining down. And the Angels have promise moving on in the future. But until the next Catella Chronicles podcast, you can check us out on our website, catellachronicles.wordpress.com or on Instagram or even Twitter at Catella underscore C H R O N. And Fernando, what's Halos in the Infield's
3: information? Just look up at Halos in the Infield on Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, Reddit, TikTok, you name it. If it yep. exists, we'll probably there.
0: <laughs> and Swilly, what about you? If people want to get connected with Swilly on the social media world?
2: yeah swilly instagram tiktok twitter i'm there that's it
0: see we're all straight simple we don't do crazy underscores and numbers it's just straight names it's beautiful right but you can check us all out on what we do uh angels ducks if you're swilly kings as well or even if you're fernando you like the you know the coyotes for hockey and you're just you dare to be different in this world of sports (laughs) (laughs) but it's all good it's all fun it's all We enjoy doing what we do, not just for us, but for you, the fans as well. So please like, and subscribe to all our channels, all our podcasts, all our social media stuff, and you will not be disappointed in what we do. But again, I'm Dominic Lorenz. That's David Goodkind, Fernando, and Swilly. Uh, At least for David and I, we are Catella Chronicles, and we are the heartbeat of pro sports in Anaheim. And until next time, cheers to your day. Be well, be happy. Go Angels! Hopefully at some point they can light that baby up once again and put some winning baseball on the field. But again, we're Catella Chronicles, and we are the heartbeat of pro sports
1: in Anaheim.